What was all, what were you doing? I was I had to turn off the machine. I was saying, taking a nap. What? what? I said around two. This guy's <laughs> I, I mean, I thought you you know, I knew what time I was just I was up, obviously. I laid down. No, but you kept saying, hold on. Hold on. I was like, we already heard you. And I was like, what is going on? Who's he talking to? With the hello. Hello. <clears throat> All right. Sarah got things to do. We down here, like it's 70 degrees outside, right? I know it's windy. We down yeah. here in the loft, and Sarah got the heat on. Turned this little heater on, like, I'm coming. Wow. I'm always wow. cold. You just touched me with cold wow. hands after yeah. you came out the loft. So why are your hands cold if it's not cold? But I wasn't cold. I do that to mess with you. Like, I wasn't out and I'm like, oh man, I'm freezing. She got a hoodie on and everything. Welcome back to another episode of Studio Flows about a week ago. I'm one of your hosts, John Robinson, joined by Sarah J. What up? Mandy Fonser. Yes, sir. A lot of things to talk about, man. A lot of things. Oh. <laughs> a lot of things. Let's. I don't, I don't really know that much, though. I ain't gonna hold you. Jermaine, what kind of the the bubble you live in is great. I don't know why. I, the, I was watching. I was watching ahead. Love Is Blind this week. Oh my goodness! How's that going? Yeah. That shit's crazy. Sarah, didn't you Ridiculous. check it out a little bit? Y'all, do you, Sarah, and Shell? Y'all want to get together? Y'all? I can't. I can't. I can't stand Chelsea. I ain't gonna hold you. Is she the one that thinks she looks like Megan Fox? Oh man, that was crazy. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> who she is. And the way she just the arguments, the way she she handles their disputes are just so annoying. Jimmy's annoying too. I think he's on the spectrum, but you know, is he the one with the glasses? The weirdo, the one that oh, walked out. Oh no, that was that's the dude. That's the dude, Matthew. Oh. I don't know why he didn't come back. He he walked out trying to find a girl that he turned down. He's like, I'm gonna go save her. I'm gonna be a superhero. Man, they said that dude back. probably got bodies under his under his porch. Yeah, he nah, he was crazy. And that was and that, the black girl was feeling him. This is a, you gotta watch. So it's just very entertaining. It's only entertainment. John John won't think it's entertainment. He thinks all reality shows are dumb. What? You say? Yeah. Well, I mean, you watch reality. Yeah, what are you talking about? It's, it, well, it's crazy that reality does not, it's not reality. Like, it's like really funny. Yeah. So that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I did listen to that Cardi B song. I, I, I guess I did that homework. And I listened to a little bit of Schoolboy Q. I listened so I did to some things. I did some Schoolboy Q. So, I did right. see some things that people talk about. Let's okay, because I was going to say the one thing you didn't, because I feel like it was two stories, right? Mm-hmm. We, we'll talk about Cardi B. The other one was there's another lawsuit against Diddy. And this one was from a former producer. Now, I'll start off with saying I don't think this lawsuit is going to have much merit. It is 75 pages long, but from the lawsuit, a lot of things that a lot of news came around it, right? So, this guy named Lil Rod is a former producer. He worked on the Love album that we just got off the grid. And he's accusing Diddy of groping him, partying with underage women, soliciting drugs and drinks to these women. Um, I don't know if that's all women included or specifically to the underage woman. It's wrong either way, right? And then he uh-huh. said he showed him a sex tape with who he believed was Stevie J. A, a porn star has come out and says, no, that was me. Stevie J has also denied that that was him in this video. Um, Stevie J is a porn star? Or you said no, a, porn, a star. porn star came out and said, that's me. <laughs> oh, I didn't say, like, I just say it was that, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> 
What is he? Come on. Where is he? Listen, I seen the Eve one back in the day. We was in Brunswick Zone. But... I said, this is Stevie J out here talking about beefcake and porn. That's crazy. Um, And then there were some of the women have come out as well and said, we were not underage. We were 30. And above. So that's a knock against Okay, it. so, all right, so, that's what I got to say real quick. Before, before we get, we get, further, get to the other part? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay. This man, it just got to be a money grab for him. That's what a lot of people so, are thinking. Cause, Ooh, cause, which is crazy because... I'm just if you told me at this age right now, he was like, Man, some grown ass man groped me. And I said, What'd you do? He said, I just took it. I'll be like, I just took it and made the beats. <laughs> so I, I I'm sorry, I buried I buried the leap. Okay. The reason why people think it's a money grab is because earlier he had jumped on, I believe, Instagram Live or maybe it was a TikTok, talking about how Diddy owed him money. He didn't get paid. Oh. And then all of a sudden, this $30 million lawsuit shows up with these accusations. Let me ask y'all this before we go even further in this. So one of the other uh, accusations he made was that Diddy was trying to have sex with this man. That's why he showed him the sex tape. And he said that he had sex with others. And in the 75-page document, it redacted the names, but they did a horrible job, right? It said, rapper redacted. And then if you go into the footnotes, it says Philadelphia rapper who dated Nicki Minaj. So we knew who that was, right? It says singer redacted. Then footnote said singer who performed at um, the Super Bowl. So we know that's Usher, right? Just at the recent Super Bowl. So my thing is this. <clears throat> oh, so that's why them jokes are going yeah, yeah, around. Yeah, we'll get into that. Okay. okay. So <laughs> my thing is, and I want y'all honest opinion on this. If, and this is a really a tough if, Diddy did these things. Why do you think he would do them? Not like that. So what I mean is, do you think it's I've done them so long and never got caught, so I'm going to continue, or do you think I'm big enough at this time in my life I can do whatever I want? Like if we're going to take a little lot at face value, I believe that sometimes power can turn your sexuality into some extreme perverse shit. I do believe that. I believe sometimes people get so much power that they can they can get into a place where they're doing some weird, weird, weird shit. And, that, and it's weird to us. Maybe some people see this as normal, and I'm not trying to be funny about this, but I just feel like... I wonder I just if feel like these powers are excuse. Yeah, well, but also, maybe. but I also think I believe with your power and uh, metaphor or or example, I think it's also uh, these people chase the feeling that they had. Yeah, you know, yeah, that you like, absolutely. You know, I, you know, I when I was in high school, let's say Diddy or whatever. When I was high school, I had to talk to a girl for a little while to get her to have sex with me. Now I can meet a girl in an hour. We fucking. That now I got. Yeah. I need to find another rush. Oh, now I can and get guys. Are, oh, yeah, now you have sex with guys. the guy. Guy has yep, sex with uh-huh. her. Now we all have sex together. Like and turn the straight dudes into to yeah. Gay not, dudes. It's not, yeah, it's not fun. Just yeah, he's uh-huh. already bisexual. I don't give a fuck about this. Now I wanted some. I want to have sex with somebody who never who would swear up and down. Now look yeah. at you sucking my dick. Like and then now you getting oh, off of that. Oh. Yeah, that's crazy. That's so crazy. so me. I just think it's weird that like like we always knew that Diddy was the devil. You know. But all of a sudden, a man's popping up. And I would think he's been powerful since the 90s. Wouldn't there be a bunch of other men that probably said the same thing about him? I mean, but there's been rumors about yeah. Diddy being it's bisexual. Rumors, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but here's the thing. 
those rumors always was never it was never met with unconsensuality I guess but not non-consent I should say this is the first it's like I wasn't with it right so when Meek got uh, implicated in this he he does what a lot of people do I don't think you can fight the internet and they they really provoked him he went on Twitter with his broken ass English because whenever Meek Mill tweets I have to read it over and over again to understand what he's trying to say and I'm just like, whatever. And Meek Mill ain't an educated dude. He, well, he's he's, just... he does what a lot of, I don't know, hood dudes or just <laughs> dudes who are not securing themselves. I get pussy. If I'm around a chick, I fuck her twice and blah, blah. And I said, you aren't going to be able to convince the people who don't think you're gay you're not gay by saying you have sex with women, right? So then, of course, they dug up when he did the bunny hop video for some rich white dude, he was feeding them food. They, they found pictures of him and Diddy matching outfits. He blamed academics. So him and academics got into it. He was like, Oh, I want to, I'm going to beat this dude. I'm going to catch a case. So academics were like, here's my address. Of course, Meek Mill didn't show up because Meek Mill said the governor called him. The governor of Pennsylvania called him and said, nah, chill. And then, but yesterday we were recording this on a Sunday, I believe it was Saturday or Friday. He got into a car accident. Cause he said the brake pedal fell off. He's all right. Oh my god! But it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. See, this, is a, this is the exact reason. I was like, and there's no training for this, right? But this is the exact reason why I think Meek Mill might be a little bit gay. Like you, you're overly thou, doing that, this. What's it? Thou does protest too much. <laughs> you don't really because you just be like no. I'm not gay. I was like, that's a wild rumor, and I'm, I don't have to be like, said, y'all can smell my gay. dick right now. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I got so, I like a pussy. so much pussy, I my fingers bust nuts. Hey, fam, shut up. Uh, yeah, like, but go ahead, finish I your mean, thinking. Somebody actually said you were gay right now. Somebody said I would just laugh because it's, it's, it's comedic. It ain't nothing to be angry about, even if the whole social media says it. It doesn't matter because social media is crazed. <laughs> they don't care. They social media does not care. Whatever information they get, they're gonna run with it and go wild. Yeah, and they believe it right? in everything. <laughs> they, believe, they do. They really go wild. And they just and they just like to they like to have fun though. The internet is it's like girls just wanna have fun. They just they're just out here doing whatever they want to do. This is the thing. If you're in the industry, and I just don't know why people don't do this, like Diddy could just bring out other people. He never has to make music, right? If if he is bisexual, with all the money he has, with all the power that he has, he could have came out a long time ago and just be like, yeah, I'm bisexual. Big deal, you know? And could have got ahead of it. The problem with people is that they feel like when you're gay or you're not straight, there's some type of sexual deviance behind it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. once somebody comes out, it's like automatically people get in their mind that this person's like a sexual deviant. I wonder if it's like, uh, let's say he came out around Last Train to Paris, right? Which was like late 2000s, early 2010, something like that around that time. Uh-huh. It would, If he would have came out and said, I've been with a man or two or whatever, I've had threesome with another guy and, you know, we crossed towards whatever it was, right? I think people would have been like, "Oh, but how long?" And you hear this from you hear that from us. What else have you been high? You probably did get pot killed, and you're the reason Biggie. And so it's just like, fam, if he didn't come out the first day with that take that take that mentality, they was like, it was never gonna work. He was, uh, I gotta just, yo, we having orgies, and yo, we, we don't talk about what goes down at the orgies. That's probably how he had to, has, his mentality was like that. That was it. Um, I think Sarah does have a point though. Nobody would even care if you wouldn't. Like if you're making the sexual the sexual deviant part, 
it was what confuses people and make them feel like what the fuck is going on. But I do be feeling like he is a sexual deviant because he try to act like he's straight when he is like if you like guys, you like guys. And that's the, and that's the thing. But thing, that's though, why I also think a lot of uh, like these young artists, you see them coming out saying like, "Yeah, I like girls and I like guys," or "No, I'm fully gay" or whatever. Just get ahead of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There doesn't have to be. I mean, get ahead of it. If you're gonna date a guy, you're gonna date a girl. Who's gonna care? You know what I'm saying? But you you're dating that person. You're not coercing yeah. that person into, you know, having and, sex with you. And, and I I really think we're in a time where we don't care no more. We just laugh about you hiding it. That's yeah. the funniest thing I mean, to me. It's not even about I think uh, do you liking guys. It's think, not really about I think Fifty still still cares. Because he he always has a ball with it, all of this with the Meek Mill, the well, and here's the thing too. So Meek Mill really There's was a lot going, of guys that still care, act yeah, like it's like Meek, but, but obviously macho. Fifty Cent is older than us. He's from a different generation. All yeah. That. So Meek Mill <clears throat> had all this smoke for academics. Even Freddie Gibbs on that uh, what's the song called? Ohio on Schoolboy Q. He was like, yeah. if I see academics, I'm gonna catch another case. It was like y'all never gonna see academics. So, so y'all started yeah. talking about this man, whatever. Uh-huh. But then when Fifty Cent had chimed in with the with laughing jokes, I didn't see Meek Mill say anything to Fifty Cent. <laughs> These dudes never say anything to Fifty Cent because <laughs> no, he's another powerful guy. They don't care about a, a yeah. freaking vlogger yeah. or a, a right. YouTube personality. They can go at them. But why, why don't academics like just get in the gym and just be just be good with hands? I'm not you know if because if they pick yeah. a gun, that's on them. They look dumb as hell if they're trying to kill you. But just because uh, I don't think he's short, he, may, he might not be six two, but he might be like five nine, five ten. Get get he in the gym. Can get in the gym and, and get them to hands and, and be like, yo, yeah. if you run up on me, I'm gonna put you in a chokehold. Like you, th- it's not what you really want. I mean, learn how to throw a good jab and be like, nigga, I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah. I would and, and, love if he did that. That would be really like some superhero shit. I'd yeah. be like, man. I wouldn't even tell nobody until somebody said, I think I, I nope. think it's all Academic Zero. Or he's losing weight. He just do his little twist dreams and all that. Um, the the other case. Well, he shouldn't have the following that he has, but. They love him, man. They do. They uh, do. Diddy, the one who accused Diddy and Har Pierre and the third person of uh, gang rape in 2003. TMZ is reporting that the woman who filed the lawsuit as Jane Doe must reveal her true identity at the behest of Diddy's legal team. The woman has, was to reveal her name, to which uh, the overseeing judge, Jessica G.L. Clark, agreed. Billboard reported the judge uh, Clark explained her decision to have the woman disclose her true identity. The judge acknowledged that Jane Doe revealing her name could have a significant impact on her. However, she asserted that Doe failed to properly convince the courts that she should remain anonymous throughout the case. So right now, Diddy is trying to get the case dismissed. If the case goes forward, she can't be anonymous anymore. So sucks for her. Might be good for Diddy. Um, And then there was another thing that was comparing Meek Mill to Usher. I don't know if Meek Mill brought this up. Um, Like, why y'all hitting me with all these jokes? Y'all not hitting Usher with these jokes? Because I think, oh, I don't know, did I explain that part? No, I think we, I, I, I messed up. I apologize. So Lil Rob was saying that Diddy was saying to him to get him to fuck him was like, yo, I don't have sex with Meek Mill with Usher. So that's how these names that came in that document, <laughs> right? And people were like, well, here's the biggest difference between Meek Mill and Usher. Meek Mill, you were a grown ass man when you got rich and met Diddy. Usher was a kid. So it looked like, it looked like grooming. <laughs> To what you call to, to the outside world, where you what I mean, if you 
like Manny Fontaine, if you bisexual or gay, just say that. But you can't pretend yeah. like he he manipulated you or whatever in that situation. But it is what it is. We'll we'll keep y'all updated. So Cardi B. Yo, anybody upset that Diddy just be out here pillow talking like this? Just showing telling his business. That's crazy, man. Yeah. If, if these if, niggas are gay, yo, keep their confidence, man. Keep that shit in confidence. Like I don't understand that. That shit. is wild. Yeah, that I get what you're saying. It's wild for Diddy to throw out names that, that he's outing other people. It, yeah, it, according like to Lil Rod, like you, he's outing it's other like people. You're trying to fuck to, somebody and telling everybody. Yeah, I had sex with Beyonce. I had sex with Rihanna. So Sarah, what you waiting on? You in, you in bad? Come on, let's go. <laughs> like wait, what? You had sex with people? You you didn't pay them? Did y'all see Rihanna? No, I knew it was going. She wasn't in a docket, but she was over in India. Then these people are rich, rich. This is the pre-wedding. She a, like a billionaire. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, a pre-wedding celebration. The wedding ain't till July. And yeah. here's what, what bothered me. That was a pre-wedding celebration. There was like 500 people there. Yeah, that's how they get down yeah. over there, man. And uh, I saw somebody was saying like uh, Rihanna was slammed. For her performance in India, and I said by who y'all? When y'all seeing the clips, because it was I never I, I didn't see anything from the people who who, um, who invited her to perform. I didn't at the see wedding. she was saying, Yeah, I just saw she's making power moves because that guy just bought Sephora or something, and now she's trying to get Fenty into Sephora. I was just like, okay, maybe that's probably right. Fenty's not Fenty's in Sephora. Oh, or Fenty or something like. Like something that she was trying to make a bigger play into something, and I was just like, I don't know if I saw that. Maybe she just wanted the money. Well, when I found when when I found out that she performed and how much they paid her, I said, Oh, we'll never get an album. Shit, you could just do this for the rest of your life. Oh, we're not gonna get an album no more anyway. Once you make that much money, it doesn't really care. Yeah, your heart ain't she, in no more. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Come on, man. The best I don't music. Know where my heart would be if I had a billion dollars? I promise you, I don't know where it'd be. Yeah, once you once you become be. successful or get to the level of success you think it is, what you writing about? You once my whole family is fine, I mean, you, I'm like, John, what you going to work for, man? What you doing? I got too much money, man. I don't even know. I, what would you do? Yes, yeah, sir. If you had a billionaire, in your what would family, you do if your child was at home crying on the phone? <laughs> if I had a if I had a billion dollars, I have to focus on how can I stay a billionaire. It doesn't just no, sit wouldn't. there; it gets taxed. No, I, yeah, you, it would. But you get, but you, you uh, no, because listen, you got to look up those people about money that talk about money. You're gonna accumulate more money just from it sitting there because you just you control the you control the economy when you have a billion dollars. It just. It just keeps building, building, building. Yeah, you just invest in stocks. You put it. Just in, keep you put on it, building. Or yeah. you, uh, you. I don't know how many billionaires actually have their money, their liquid cash in American Especially banks. When they show they you do how it much off seashore, so they don't get taxed. How much it takes to waste a billion dollars? They'd be like, "Yo, you can It takes this long to make a hundred million, and then it takes five thousand years to make a billion. Like it's like a super separate amount of numbers that it takes." To get to a billion, we don't realize how big a billion is. Yeah, it's a lot of money. All right, yeah. um, Cardi B is back again. Is she? <laughs> yes. No, with the new back. with the new song called "Like What." She she previewed this a couple of days ago, maybe Wednesday before she dropped it on Friday, and I was low key excited. I'm not gonna hold y'all right. I was like, all right, let uh-huh. me see what Cardi got. And when I heard that she jumped on a. Uh, She's a bitch by Missy Elliott. I said, out of all the songs, out of all the songs Missy Elliott has, 
That is the one. I didn't even for, listen. I forgot that Bia was on it because I did hear the Bia song, and it's called "I'm a Bitch" with um Timberland, right? I didn't know about Ski Mask, the Slump guy getting on it, and he actually did his little thing a couple of years ago. So I'm like, all right, cool. Let me see what this is. I watched the video, and when I saw the video, I said, okay, this is what we doing. And I was shocked because the video was just a bunch of her, a bunch of outfit changes showing her body. The song is okay, talking about how good a pussy is and mother and haters and saying you don't want to coach back. And she blamed it. She said, Cameron had said that in another song, right? So when you get to the end of this video, which is about two minutes, it said, directed by Offset. I said, you said it like you were Hype Williams. It wasn't really too much direction to give in this video. It's you at a big-ass house and, and her rapping, and she changes clothes. That was about it. So, um, Manny Fontaine, what did you think? Uh, it was a pointless song. And maybe I thought it was going to be bigger because you you sent to us like, hey, I got to listen to Cardi B. I was like, okay. Yeah, just make, yeah, I, just, I thought it was, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was going to be hard. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> just, you gotta listen to Cardi B. Make sure you listen to Cardi B. I said, all right. I listened to his two-minute song, which is very short. Two minutes and 10 seconds. Yeah. And then they give you everything. They give you like, oh, they always give you, an hour. they give you the instrumental. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What is this about? I don't know why. I was like, what? I don't the think hell? anybody needs all that. I don't, we definitely don't want the acapella. It's not like, oh, these. Lyrics. I mean, I guess for the DJs, I, I, I miss the days when they used to do this. They, they did do. I've heard people put Nicki Minaj acapella onto another beat and it sounded way better. But I don't think this, like, I, I didn't understand what she was really going for. Because Cardi B, at this point, it's just like rap. Are you going to rap or what are you going to do? Are you going to yeah, do a movie? Because she are you did. Do something? Yeah, she put out a statement like, oh, I'm not going to let my anxiety or fear. And even at the end of the video, she said, this is just the beginning. Uh, we've had umpteenth rollout. So hopefully this really is the year. And she picked one of the worst years to come back because there's some heavy hitters coming this year. So, <clears throat> Sarah, um, you did not want to watch this video. <laughs> you were on some like. Do we have to? I said we just so we can talk about it. That's all. What did you What did you think about the Cardi B? I think like it was what? just all about her showing off her body. That's it. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, did y'all see the video of her showing her titties? Did she show her titties? Yeah. She well, she taped up her nipples, but she put her Instagram. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? I, was, I thought that wasn't her. I thought that was like AI. You know what I think? Honestly, <laughs> talking about this, and you all talk about she showed her breasts, which I didn't even see or care to see. Um, I think she's losing her direction. I think you a lot what on to what you said. A lot of music, or even if you're in the entertainment industry, your persona and your brand are in with with one. And I was telling Sarah this earlier. There's two things I think people were done with her for. One, it's been six years since the album dropped. Two, her relationship with Offset isn't like it's i don't want to say it's the best it's their relationship is just we know too much about it they could have kept all this to themselves but you know broke up again spent new year spent valentine's he directed the video right what are we okay and i think people like she lost the youth like that younger generation of girls don't give a damn about cardi b and not not that but you know like when she came out even like with her first album and when she was on Love and Hip Hop and she was on Instagram, her whole shtick was is that she was a regular schmegler girl from the Bronx. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. she's starting to lose that direction, which means she's losing that audience. You know what I'm saying? Like, she wants to diss Nicki Minaj. The disses aren't good, but then she's afraid to diss her. All this other stuff, all this back and forth. Like, it's just, it's just old. And her man barely works now. Like, before they had the, they had the capacity to be a power couple. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But now, uh-huh. I feel like that's not happening. So, like, she's losing herself when there was a chance. I mean, you've seen Cardi B everywhere her first two to three years. And it has nothing to do with her, like, getting pregnant or anything like that. But she's getting away from that person that she was out of the Bronx. You know, she's trying to have these these deals going and her her commercial didn't even get aired properly during the Super Bowl and people forgot all about that. I bet nobody could say what what Cardi B is promoting. I don't even remember her Cardi B commercial or uh, I think I remember seeing because she usually had done Pepsi stuff before. So she was supposed to be promoting for makeup. I want to say it was NYX or something. And they had t- they were hyping that up before the Super Bowl. But because the commercial was a little bit provocative or whatever, they couldn't air the full thing and they gave you a, cu- a QR code to see the entire commercial. So they did not air the entire commercial during the Super Bowl. She still got paid, but, you know, if you just see a 10-second clip of her, that's in and out your mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're right. Next is NYX, Duck Plump, 2024 Super Bowl commercial controversy explained. Uh, the Knicks brand, makeup brand created an ad for their Duck Plump lip gloss featuring Car- rapper Cardi B and the inappropriate implications of the second half of the commercial while the NFL only allowed a 30-second version to air during the big game. The shortened version of the lips-only ad features Cardi B in full glam. She lists the off the attributes of the plumping lip gloss alongside dancers and duckheads. The end of the commercial includes a QR code which leads people to, uh, to the full minute-long so let's see what happens in the extended version because chaos. So in the extended version, viewers learn that Cardi B and Nick's cosmetic cause chaos because men are applying the duck, duck plump, sorry, gloss somewhere else. So they're putting on the peepees. Yeah. Men are shown hobbling around and being carried away by paramedics because they misuse the beauty product. Oh, oh so crazy. the duck plump supposed to make your lips look bigger and they put it on their peepees to make it all right. I don't know why I'm saying pe- they dicks so, <laughs> um, to make it look all right. That was dumb. I don't know why they even thought about doing that part and like this is gonna be super bad. And it was like, yeah, we're gonna cut that shit short. Um, we'll see what happens later. I'm moving on. I'm not in full Joe Budden mode where he was, oh, the, the girl wave is over. But he was very specific. He basically was saying the whole, like, get a chick, get her body done, and thinking, you know, you put her with a hot producer, and that's that. You know, Sweetie came out this week, I mean, last week, with Rich Tivities. And uh, she, I thought the song was okay. It was good, solid, it wasn't bad. It was better than anything that was on that EP a couple of years ago. And oh. she got a lot of hate because they were somebody, and this if you don't like Sweetie, just say you don't like Sweetie. Somebody said, I can't believe you're making a song like this in this economy. I said, man, stop it. Stop it. That's what we worried about. Oh, Lady Fontaine, before we leave, we I feel like this is uh, the Cardi B all the way. I feel like this is our right, our duty. We do this constantly. You know, when I heard the Missy Elliott sample, I told myself Cardi picked the wrong Missy Elliott song to jump on because unbeknownst to me that a couple of people had already used that beat. But she should have used this one, right, man? Huh? What's up? 
man. Now listen, listen to how she she starts. She could have took her whole four bars. You could take the acapella to do it, yo. Put on her. She raps too fast, I believe. Fit too fast. Oh, yeah. Watch how Miss come in. Y'all don't want to give me my props. I'm going to have to lick two shots. I'm going to knock. Pop, pop the enemy till it drop. Make his whole body. I love this song. Well, I won't stop till I get up to the top. Oh, you got to let you it out first, coach. We do not have to let you. No, God. You got to let you out first. No, we don't. We don't have the time. And you know we get in trouble. And listen, that is You Can't Resist featuring BG and Juvenile. I said Cardi could have took those first eight bars and it would have fit to her. But yeah, we'll play it after. Obviously, I played after this, but we ain't finna sit here with it. Man, I love Juvenile verse on that shit. You didn't know Juvenile was gonna hit that shit like that, bro. He killed that shit. Ja Rule. BG was cool too, though, on that. Go ahead. Ja Rule is not allowed in the UK due to his criminal record and he is devastated. I didn't has Ja Rule not been to the UK? I'm confused about this. So American rapper Ja Rule was said he was devastated that he had been denied entry to Britain days before he was due to begin the opening leg of his international tour due to his criminal record. Don't shouldn't this get done beforehand? What is his criminal record? I don't even know what it is. So I'm Didn't sorry. he have a gun charge? Yeah, he pleaded guilty in 2011 to fa- to failing to file tax returns. Well, okay, wait, wait, over a five year period and pleaded. Oh, here we go. Pleaded guilty pleaded guilty to a weapons possession charge in 2010. I'm about to say, I know tax returns wasn't going to get you. In a follow-up report on Wednesday, Ja Rule said the promoter had assured his team that the criminal criminal record would not be an issue. Does he speak for the British Parliament? The, gov- uh, the British government kind of says permission to enter will be refused where someone has been convicted of a criminal offense either in Britain or overseas for which they received a custodial sentence of 12 months or more. Mm. This, uh, all right. 50 Cent again, having a great, having a laugh at this, having a great laugh. Um, because Ja Rule just loved it. <laughs> he he loved to see the struggle, man. Some about it. He said, yes. Yeah, another, another one for Ja Rule. Um, some, some important news. Let me pull this up. Jam Master J's killers have been found guilty. Two men found guilty of the murder in 2002. Let's see. Da, da, da. Ronald Washington, Jay, Jay's uh, childhood friend, and Carl Jordan Jr., Jay's godson, were convicted of murder while engaged in narcotics trafficking and firearm-related murder. That's so sad. So people he knew, and they said it was over a drug deal that went bad. But I'm like, you know what? It might be a throwaway line, but it was such an important line in Money Talks with Chris Tucker. When, remember the beginning? He, he's, he's, uh, he's getting run down by the dude he owes some money. And he said, uh-huh. if you kill me, I'm going to pay you. So, yeah. <laughs> what this dude's like, uh, you got to hurt. The, you know, that's why the yeah. mafia was breaking legs. Like, you you, you got, you never go get your money back, you know? Yeah. Um, so, at least the family maybe gets some peace in their heart. But, God, it's been 20 years. Jordan, 40, and Washington, 59, each face a sentence of 20 years to life in prison over this. Uh, there was yeah. something else I wanted to talk about. With R.I.P. to Jam Master J. Oh, while we doing, while we talking about jail, Drake, he's been trying to tell y'all who he was from day one. He put the you see the Tory Lanez post he put on his Instagram with the three Tory. Did y'all? No, I did. So I didn't know that the three is like handcuffs being open. That's what the number three means. So he was on some free Tory, and people are like, "What the heck?" Blah blah. Here's what I want to know. 
This is what I want to really understand. Who is Tory Lanez? They're they really trying to make Tory to be some martyr. Um, the majority of both of their careers, they've spent beefing with each other. And then is it more of I love Tory or I don't believe Matt? What is the situation here with this Drake? I don't I'm not I'm not understanding this. Like every this guy's in jail and at least once a month something comes up about this stupid fucking case. Like I'm over it. Like what what is going on? Because what the chick is doing an interview with somebody that I don't oh, even yeah. know who it is. Kelsey. That, yeah, after three years, she's gonna sit down and talk. And I'm like, oh man, y'all finna eat off this forever. Man. It took us forever to get to I this trial. Forever, man, ever, <laughs> man, ever, man. I think, I think Drake is trolling. Obviously, I think Drake tries to. Tries I mean, maybe he's supporting him because he's another Canadian. Maybe that's it. Or maybe he's trying to really share that you know all Canadians are good guy image. Like we're not all nice. I'm a bad boy. No, he got to stop giving money out of his concerts and what? shit. That should be you, a. You want him to stop doing this? Well, he wants should... to be a have a have a bad guy image. Oh, he, he has yeah. to stop giving out money at How his concert. How much like fifty thousand was the last one? No. So recently, I seen that one of his fans wrote a letter to him saying like. Um, my mom died, and we still owe on the house. It's like one hundred and sixty thousand. And Drake got the letter, found the fan in the audience, and said, "Oh, you you guys owe this much. It's probably a struggle. I'm gonna pay this off for you." Wow. So that's what he's been doing for his diehard fans and everything like that. Okay. I should have been a fan. I just can't make myself a fan. This, this is the tour to be a fan of. You get Drake. You get J Cole. Um, I see a lot of people jumping on the J. Cole bandwagon. Now he's the best. Now he's surpassed uh, Kendrick and, and, and Drake as best Thank rapper. You. Mm-hmm. But I, I've been on it. Been on it. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since the warm-up. That was the first one I heard, guys. But I know that's not this first one. The come-up is the first one. Um, Madonna had to apologize to Luther Vandross. Wow. Uh, or at least the family of the estate. She, does, she has this A's tribute she does in her concert. And she had Luther Vandross' picture up there. And it was like, Luther Vandross, it's never been proven he died of AIDS. So she quickly reneged and apologized for her. So that was, that was good. It was kind of weird that they even got there. Like, it was, was, was that a rumor? I know he was smaller towards the end of his life. But I yeah. don't remember those rumors. Nah, he he um had a stroke, like, earlier, remember? Before okay. he died. Yes, he did. And you can like die oh. from complications of a stroke like years later. Yeah. So, also, he kept gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, losing yeah. weight. Luther Vandross passed away in 2005 due to complications from a stroke suffered two years earlier. A representative for a state said in a statement of page six, while we appreciate Madonna's recognition of those lives lost to AIDS, Luther was never diagnosed with AIDS or the HIV virus. So she removed it. That has to be the most idiotic shit to do. What does this? Yeah, like you like didn't do, her, you didn't do your like research. You do your research? Like, come on, I need to go put Luther Vandross up there too. Mm-hmm. Don't Luther. forget to put that picture up there. Like they were what friends or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't even the same genres. Oh, Manny Fontaine. Did you watch Mia Copa, Manny Fontaine? I heard about Mia Cooper, but I ain't watching. Jermaine. I'm a Kelly Rowland. I'm you, a Kelly Rowland fan. Jermaine. So what's up? You don't want to watch that. You want to watch it for That's a laugh. If you, hey, if you, if you, if you didn't like uh, 
Tyler Perry's Why Did I Get Married Too? This is right up your alley for not like you. Oh my gosh. Oh shit. Oh, you want you want to hear something crazy? Oh, yeah. And I didn't even watch it. This is all from like John's synopsis. And the more he described it, the more I was like, fuck no. First of all, it's supposed to take place in Chicago. <laughs> okay. Oh, shit. Okay. Yes, okay. This but then near the end of the movie, she gets she meets the family of her husband. It's still right. her husband, right? Yeah, you about to spoil it? No, no. Oh. She meets the family of the husband at a farmhouse. Yeah. Where the fuck is there a farmhouse <laughs> in Chicago? I mean, like, out in the middle of nowhere yeah. type of farmhouse. Her husband says, um, Highway 57. I'm like, nobody says highway. We say I-57 or I-55. <laughs> yeah. We don't say that. But, no, there's a couple of parts in there. The reason I brought it up because we said Madonna didn't do our research. And Tyler Perry doesn't do his research either. So, Kelly Rowland yeah. is playing a lawyer who's representing Javante Rose, who's, play, uh, who's playing an artist named Zaire Molloy. And because he's not taking this murder case seriously, at one point she says to him, do you want to die from lethal injection? And my spidey sister said, wait a second, Illinois doesn't have the death penalty. Sure enough, we don't. So it had me questioning, like, is, is the movie supposed to be in Illinois? Because they mentioned it, but the, it's shot mostly in Georgia. Like the Georgia Pete shows up in the beginning, not at the end where you see the credits. Like we shot this movie in Georgia. And two, more importantly, the movie didn't need to be, they never needed to say Chicago. They could have just said Atlanta because it's not as if the city is a character in the movie. Like, oh man, these shots are downtown or they're downtown. No, but it is some silly, silly mess. What did you say that they mentioned, like, meet me in this neighborhood, Chesterfield? And no, Chesterfield? She, said, she said, so one time he was like, I'll give you a ride home. And he had a motorcycle. She said, I got a skirt. He was like, just hike it up. And she looked at him like he was an idiot. And then I saw somebody here on Thread saying, who wrote this for Tyler Perry? Like, well, Tyler Perry wrote this, though. So she says, I'll take an Uber. I live in Chesterfield. Again, I'm taking notes because I was going to talk about the equal opposites. I did. And uh, I was like, Chesterfield, is that a neighborhood? Because I know Humber Park, High Park, North Shore, Gold Coast. I've heard of those. I was like, I never heard of Chesterfield. There's nothing in Chicago, Chesterfield. But there's Chesterfield in Georgia. I said, fam, just say it as Atlanta. This doesn't need to be here. You're doing too much. Like the way yeah. John was describing this movie, I don't know how it made it to Netflix instead of Tubi. Yo, like this sounds like a Tubi original. I think what happens is Netflix signed a deal with Tyler Perry. And he owed them some movies. So. Hey, people need to stop signing fucking deals with Tyler Perry. BET is the Tyler Perry network now. Yeah. And I'm over it. The and then him and Oprah be getting together and there be shit on own. And now, you know, now Netflix got to deal with him. Yeah. Like, come on, man. It was fun, the, one of the best headlines I saw. They, well, I had, I made it a best headline because I guess Tyler Perry was going to build an $800 million studio or something like that. Oh. And he was like, um, uh, I'm not going to do that because of AI or whatever. You see what AI is doing. So let's let's see. What's the headline? Tyler we see Perry, what AI did with this Mia Copa script. Tyler Perry halts eight hundred million studio, eight hundred million dollar studio expansion after a mind blowing AI demonstration. And I said, "Fam, does it matter? You you've been you know uh, only person like Tyler Perry during that writer strike didn't get no backlash, no backlash." But I was like, fam, you don't have a writer's room. You write everything. So you put yeah. a lot of writers out of work, which which bothers me because I I love what Tyler Perry does for the black community. 
I love that he employs actors. He pays them what they're worth or their value or whatever. But I get upset that he on paper has good concepts. Like, why did I get married? One, probably one of his best movies. Part two, if you want to do a sequel to that, that's cool. But he needed somebody to punch that script up. He needed somebody to like follow story beats to be like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah, he needs someone to like reread it proofread all this for him Tyler Perry really writes movies the same way I think Drake Drake writes songs they both have this bird's eye view of relationships they don't feel like they've ever been in a real relationship and maybe because they've been rich for so long or what what have you it's just I don't ever believe any relationships I ever see from Tyler Perry or when Drake starts rapping about him I'm like, or singing about it. I'm like, and this Man. is the thing with Tyler Perry. Like, I'm proud of where he came from. I mean, this dude was doing stage plays and they became super successful. And he basically didn't even have to tour that much. He basically just toured like in the South in the beginning with Medea. Yep. And he oh. made Medea movies. And that got him to where he is. There's, you know, there's nothing wrong with his journey. It's just the writing. And God bless Beyonce because they had like an opening for this movie. <laughs> and Beyonce went to go support Kelly Rowland. And that... This just ain't a movie you can just sit through and be like. Yes. Shell went on a rampage and said, he wasted Beyonce's time. He wasted my time. <laughs> like, Wait, did Jay-Z have to go to this too? Nah, nah. Beyonce showed up by herself and she was signing autographs. And it was in New York. They did the premiere for it in New York. So, you know, like I said, good for her. But, oof, oof. Y'all it, might watch for a good man, laugh. Even the pairing of the couples didn't make sense. Like, Kelly Rowland is... 41, 42. The guy playing oh. her husband plays in a lot of Tyler Perry, like uh, not films, but uh, shows. He's TV like shows, yeah. he's like 10, 15 years younger than her. And you can tell, like, when you look at them, like, there's clearly an age difference. But then he has a brother who also is married to um, His, like, our sister, uh, Mississippi, Shannon uh, from uh, P Valley. So that was our sister-in-law. And okay. you can tell the brother is significantly older than. Yeah, Sarah said they should have just switched. Yeah, Actors they should have just switched yeah. partners. And then there was just too much with like the mom. Like, you know, if you want no subtlety. But yeah, I would love for you to watch it and give us the jokes. Please do. Because it'd be funny. Um, yeah, I might. Something that's not funny is Dame Dash and his legal issues. He was ordered to pay a hundred. Oh, sorry, hundred. Eight hundred and twenty three thousand dollars in a judgment. And his failure to do so led to a court order to sell his remaining shares on Rockefeller Records. According to Radar Online, the sum owed is in connection to the 2016 film Dear Frank, which sees the money being paid to Josh Weber. So I guess I don't know if that who he, if he worked on it or whatever, right? But Jay-Z and Kareem Biggs Burke, they interjected because they have this thing in their bar laws where they must approve the sale of any of any of the, like if Jay Z wanted to share, share, sell his Rockefeller shares, uh, Dame Dash and Kareem would have to approve it and vice versa. And they were like, "That's all well and right, but that doesn't pre you know that doesn't exceed the law." And I thought to myself, like, if y'all really felt that bad about it, why don't y'all just pay the eight hundred twenty thousand to twenty three thousand, and then Dame Dash saves it or buy him out? I don't know how this works, but I get them not wanting this person to be in their group or whatever, but they ain't got issues. Who do they give it to them? Who do you sell it to? So it's supposed to go to Josh Webb. This, who, I don't know uh, his relation to it. Josh Webb okay. is supposed to get the shares because I guess Dame Dash does not have $823,000. I get. I thought Dame Dash was like 
the businessman off. He got his own shoes. He talk about being being your own boss. Yeah, forever. He went up there and shit on do. the Breakfast Club. Said you call another man your boss. It's like having saying daddy. So okay, you relax. don't have eight hundred twenty-three thousand dollars just in a couch somewhere, land. Nah, he messed us up because um, Jay Z wanted to wanted him to sell his part of Rock of whatever. Okay, what was it? Rock, 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 Rock Aware, Rock Aware, like mm-hmm. a long yeah. time ago, and was gonna give I used him to like some Rock Aware boy. Oh, did you? Hmm. All the time. Okay, that's nice. Um, he wanted to sell it for like almost double what he needs to sell it for now. And Dame Dash was like, no, I'm not doing that. Because his ego gets in the way. Your ego could be your downfall. That's the problem. Yep. You got to stay humble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stay humble and blow like hootie. Um, mm-hmm. Manny Fontaine brought up shoes. What's up with your boy, Fat Joe? What He got the new Air Trumps. Oh, he's a sleeper here, John. That's your excuse? That was his excuse. All right, here's the thing, though. So he went and got these MAGA 8s, this Insurrection 6s, and he said he didn't pay for them. He made it, let it be known. I'm not a Trump supporter. I'm not a Trumper. But why are you showing us the shoes then? Because if somebody gave me those shoes, I'm flipping them. Right Clout, now. He, he's fat fucking Joe. What are you talking about? I know. Hey, but... <laughs> Those the famous people need it the most. But then, but then he can't see that you think Fox News or whatever not going to use him. Like, see, Trump said he's the biggest, the one of the biggest sneakerheads, and look how happy he is. He got these in their ugly shoes, right? And here's what bothers me about them being ugly: there are so many sneakers or shoe companies that copy each other's silhouettes, right? If you like any of those Balenciagas big time dad shoes there are some new balances of nikes that look just like them but you're not gonna rock them because they're not expensive or whatever um i don't understand why trump who is accused of stealing a lot of things uh just didn't steal the silhouette from the jordan one and spray paint them motherfuckers gold you don't got to put the nike sign on them or nothing like that you guys like just do that there's a lot of shoes that have that similar similar silhouette sorry and it would have looked like a better shoe i still wouldn't have wanted it but Man, them me. shoes are Jordashes. You ain't fooling me. Yeah. <laughs> he should have brought back XJ 900s. Y'all remember those oh, from, shit, from yeah. uh, Payless? Payless, yeah. Payless, XJ 900s. Uh, Manny you see any of these fights? Who's been fighting? Well, Buster Rhymes got into an altercation at um, French Montana's Mac and Cheese 5 release party. I'm halfway through that album. It's okay. French Montana's really trying to tell us how he's been the man for years and his biggest plaques I never from French features. His appeal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I never understood. Uh yeah, he's good. He was he was he was the successor never to did. Red Cafe. Remember how Red Cafe was sometimes? He was on Bad Boy too. He would have a few hits and you'd be like, All right, this is going. Him and no, Red Cafe had like lines though. Yeah. He had good lines. He was he was actually lyrical. And then French came I don't like French Montana raps like he got food in his mouth. He's just talking over to like a, a large crowd and shit. He's just chilling. And then what about the uh what you call it? Uh what's old dude name? Cam Newton got jumped. Oh no, that was crazy. I, I have no you know what's crazy about that? Three men jumped Cam Newton. Cam Newton won the fight, didn't throw a punch, hat never came off his head. What? I ain't never seen no one. Like what? 
Come on, you know who he is, Luke Cage. Shit, <laughs> um, Let me see the event. I'm trying First to. First Cam, Cam Cam Newton is what is he six three, six four, two hundred six five? I think two hundred seven pounds. It's a it's a, it's a, a mountain of a man, as they would say. <laughs> <laughs> and these little dudes look like babies when they were fighting them. I said, "Oh shit, this is yeah. embarrassing." And so this happened at a seven on seven football game practice scrimmage i don't know and the guys who were fighting them were the coaches yeah or the other team and I said, they say he talks shit i've seen cameron talk shit to with people i've seen him do this where like if, but he only talks shit when people talk shit to him mm-hmm. so like if you say something he'd be like you garbage you shouldn't be in the league he said boy you couldn't like he'll just go in on the dude like he'll roast up mm-hmm. so i guess they were talking shit and one thing led to another these things said Three of us could beat your ass, and that was just not true. So he says, the truth of the matter is this. Be, me being in my position, I should have never put myself in that position. That's the truth. Because even then, that shit could have gotten ugly. Like, for real. It could have. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and that's why I'm trying to bring the seriousness to the situation. Uh, this, is, this is what I really want the narrative to be. To every high school player every single high school player to every single player person of influence to every single athlete use my situation as a way to understand that in one moment and one decision, your life could change just like that. I let my emotions get the best of me and it could not have been called for. It should have not been called for simple. And with that, I apologize to anybody affected. That's Steph. That's TJ. That's their organization. That's C1N, my organization. That's my players, my parents, my staff members. So, Cam Newton, a star with no security? Well, he's a coach of one of the teams, so maybe yeah. that's why he didn't have security there. That doesn't make sense. I know he's worth a I lot of money. security is helping him break it up at the end. Yeah, you can, yeah just... you can see somebody who came in there. And, and why would you go against somebody who has security anyway? Yeah, these parents, these coaches, these youth leagues, I'm glad we got to maybe Eliana might jump into it. But yeah, uh, they are. They get crazy trying to live vicariously through these kids. I don't, I don't get it. And then Buster Rhymes got in a fight with some some up and coming rapper named Young uh, Nizzle Man. He's called Nizzle Man. Sorry, twenty three years old. Oh, it looked what? like they were trying to kick him out, though. Yeah. Like get him out of a venue. So it says the event was at Harbor Nightclub in New York City, and a video emerged showing twenty three year old Nizzle Man being dragged down the stairs, down a set of stairs. Buster then gets in the rapper's face before more shoving occurs. According to TMZ, neither party had issues with each other before the incident. Who know, man? They're too old to be fighting. Not, they both of them older than me. They probably said, "Why don't you go home and catch a late show, pop?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kim's not with <laughs> me, but yeah, yeah. Why don't you just go home? You test too, baby. Um, with the schoolboy cue, blue lips. I enjoyed it. I'm too. I've already had one listen. I'm halfway through the second listen. Really matured in his sound. I like that. It's a lot of jazz production on there. He's going hard. Um. Like it just came out. We could have just waited till next week, John. I was just getting my first impressions. Yeah, we, 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 don't need, we don't need that. We don't need that. Like, uh-huh. let us all get a chance to. Yeah. You think Sarah going to listen to the blue, the blue film? Well, oh, you know what? Sarah, we'll end with this. Tell us about your rough, your first week at work and, and uh, the yeah, rough day you had Thursday. Yeah. So it was a rough week in general. Because, <laughs> okay, so for anyone that don't know, I'm in between paychecks right now, quote unquote. So I'm leaving one job, transitioning into another. So my first day, I had to drive like 22 miles for orientation. 
22 miles from my house, even though I'm working only like 10 miles away. What am I 10 uh, miles away? No, maybe about a little 10, 10 and a half, 11, because I'm, I'm 11.9, so no, I'm up the street for you. Uh, okay, so yeah, I'm like 10 miles away. So I had to orient 22 miles away for a job that's 10 miles away from my house. Uh-huh. Anyways, so that was round trip. So it was actually 50 miles. <laughs> on Monday, she said, "I went up the hill both ways. We went up the hill to school both ways." She said, "And I got lost." Yeah. So I didn't get lost, which was good. Whatever. So, like, for about a week and a half, my car hasn't been turning over right away. So, of course, I'm like, "Oh, whatever. I'll be fine." But I got other stuff going on, so I'm not even thinking about the car. The car's starting. I don't care as long as there's gas in the tank. I don't care. Yeah. So. Make it to Tuesday. I'm closer. I'm at my the ten mile whatever Wednesday. Make it still ten miles on Thursday away from my home. Get out early on Thursday from my orientation or from my training. Go out to the car. It's like the coldest day of the week. Turn uh-huh. my car over. That shit ain't going. It's like three fifty. Having the same thing for me on Thursday. That's crazy. Your starters are out. Too. Yep. Oh, wow. Jared, so, Jared was like, I got in the car and I want to turn over. I said, what the fuck? Maybe because it was probably because it was cold and the car's like, you know what? Fuck all this. I'm, I'm not doing nothing. Said, man, I see the light. I see so, the light. Yeah. 3.50, I'm sitting out in the car. It's not turning over. I'm like, hmm, everything's turning on. So I know right off the bat it's my starter. I knew it was my starter a week and a half ago. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. Try it again. It's not working. Try it again. It's not working. Then eventually I'm just sitting out there in the car. I was like, I have no way to get home right now. And I can't leave my car here. These people don't even know who I am. Like I just started, you know? Uh-huh. Call my dad first. He's like, well, okay, I'm going to come out there. I could probably hit it with a hammer and get it to go just to knock yeah. all that stuff loose. And I'm like, what? Yeah. I was like, I never heard it. You can't hit it and get it started. Yeah, yeah, you can hit it. Though that's a real and thing? Was, yeah, that is a real thing. Oh, yep, I, thought, you can hit it and... I just thought this man was talking crazy. I was no, like, that's okay. true. So he but comes. You got nowhere to set, so I would tell you just go out there and hit, bang some shit. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I'm gonna come out there with my hammer, I'm gonna bang it. So he comes out there with my brother. Well, he doesn't get out there till like 4:30. So he comes out there, gets under the car, goes over the car, he's banging it, everything. He's like, Nope, won't start. You gotta call AAA. Man, by this time it's like 4:30, 4:45. AAA didn't show up till 6:30. Man, that's the worst. 6 30 oh, i am in a major metropolitan area and had to wait an hour and 30 minutes to get a tow home your parents your dad just went home he said all right well, no he was he was like um telling me like where to get it towed to and everything like that he's like just get it towed to the house i was like well i could get it towed to a garage and we'll be fine he's like no i'll call you know the neighborhood mechanic it's just the starter. We'll get them to put it on. Just get it towed to the house so we could work on it. Okay. Yeah. So I get, I ride with the tow truck driver. My dad, you know, drives home. I'm mm-hmm. thinking like, man, just drop me off at home. I don't want to go to your house. I'm tired. Like it's seven o'clock, you know? So mm-hmm. the tow truck driver's like, how long were you waiting? I said, man, like an hour and 45 minutes. And he's like, what? He said, I didn't get the call till like 30 minutes ago. He said, I was just sitting there. He said, AAA, what they do is they shop around to see who's going to tow it for the cheapest because AAA pays for it because you pay for the membership, but AAA pays for like any of that additional stuff except to get your car fixed. 
And then uh-huh. he's like, I was just sitting there. That guy came out of Bolingbrook. Man, I'm out there by Naperville. Yeah, Warrenville, right? Yeah. Why are they pulling a guy from Bolingbrook to come get my car? All because uh-huh. it was cheaper. That's crazy. Yeah. Just in insanity. So I get it towed to my parents' house. So Friday, I ain't got a car. And it just so happens that's the day John has to go to work early. So John is like, well, you're going to need to take an Uber. And I'm like, oh, that sounds great. So I had to take an Uber to work on Friday. I got a ride home from one of my coworkers. Luckily, we knew each other. And then my dad had the car all day Friday. So, yeah. It's, it's fixed? It's fixed, yeah. Because it was, it was. It was just the starter, but... Man, yeah. it got some damage to it during all this towing because the guy towed it from my parents' house to um, his house. So I don't know what happened. It got scuffed in the back. And I'm just like, you know what? You know what? It, it, everything's going to be okay. I'm making a little bit more money. In about a year and a half, I could just get a new car. I don't even yeah, care at this point. Because I, I don't know if it's my starter yet. It's, it's working fine recently but it's your starter it just is. get it changed mm-hmm. just get it changed so you don't end up like me let's get it changed what yeah, if you got a job yeah. interview you can't make it because your starter won't go yeah you're right i'm gonna I'm I'm do something anyways i'm glad that it happened when i was a little bit closer to home instead of when i was in elmhurst 22 miles away because elmhurst is by oakbrook yeah that's a little... so yeah. luckily this happened closer to home even though it took most of my evening at one and only at Kicks of Coffee, at Manny Fontaine, at Studio Flow Pod. Until next time. It ain't no secret, this nigga be project Getting paid, that's what's my object Ain't none of you niggas gonna stop this Cause I'm about making a profit I'm all about getting it locked, though Don't wanna be on the block, yo Cause bitches be making them cop calls While I be making drive-off Man, and fresh, he hooked me up, too Tell the play haters, I say, fuck you He needs to worry about you Instead of what to not do Juvenile done hooked up with Missy Bitches gonna hate me, bitches gonna diss me A lot of you niggas gonna miss me I'm gonna be here, you gonna be history. Ain't no nuts, but you can't resist. Uh, if you come hard, better come legit. Uh, we gonna talk shit, cause we confident. So, uh, if it ain't not.